It's Honorado and Bagnardi. It's the Christmas edition, and not one of us idiots has anything Christmas behind us in the shot. No. I have a plant that's a fake plant. It's not a tree. It's not decorated. It doesn't count. You, I don't even know. There's no excuse for that. Well, I'm in the studio, so there's not much I can really do. I could be in the newsroom, which is actually quite festive the way it's been decorated. Why couldn't you be in the studio, the TV studio? Mm. Are the poinsettias out there yet? The poinsettias are out. Is it poinsettia or poinsettia? I have fallen into the cultural pressure of poinsettia. Ah, okay. So I go poinsettia. Uh, Are we finished with our Christmas shopping? That's... I know going to really draw a lot of attention from viewers. We've got more important things on the show, as we will discuss yeah. some of that stuff with Christmas. Joseph Gerard III, Syracuse star point guard. Glens Falls great on the show with us here this morning on Honorado and Bagnardi. We've got our NFL Pick'em presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Can't wait to get Bags' thoughts on whether or not the Mets now got it right with their new manager, Buck Showalter. But before we do any of that, Shawnee, we're going to discuss – COVID's impact on sports, and I want to know from you if you think pro sports making a mistake by not pausing their seasons right now. Let's get it going. You're watching Honorado and Bagnardi on the News Channel 13 Facebook page and on my four. This is Honorado and Bagnardi, brought to you by Outfit House. And a shout out to our great sponsors at Alpen House, Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, the entire Heck family. Uh, what a great, great business they've got going in Amsterdam. And they're doing a really cool thing in Amsterdam, too. Uh, one of the backing partners to an outdoor ice rink in Amsterdam that is being constructed. So very, very cool stuff that they're doing uh, at Alpenhaus and in Amsterdam. Our thanks to them for being part of the show here each and every single week. All right, Bags, COVID, what did you text me last night when I said, hey, we're going to be on location, but now we're not this week, COVID? Yeah, I said COVID's starting to be a real pain in the you-know-what again. Go ahead. Not that it has gone away, but... There is certainly, you know, there was a, a downtime there in terms of when you look at things being postponed or shut down or rescheduled and that sort of thing. And that's just starting to kind of sneak back in. Now, the one sneak. Well, here's, here's why I say sneak. It, it, it's crashing through the door like the Kool-Aid man through the wall. It, it feels it feels that way, but because of where we are now, vaccine-wise, compared to where we were the first time, okay. there's going to be a much longer leash. Now, I told you last week that my fear was we were headed toward a possible pause again in, in sports. Yeah. Now, obviously, the NHL paused, but really that was just a couple days extension onto what was already a planned break there. So. That one, not too worried about, especially when you look at the vaccination rate in the NHL. Basketball, my team has been the team affected the most, the Brooklyn Nets, where they have missed now a handful of games. 
And, of course, we'll see the next one now on the schedule after the Thursday game tonight was the latest to be postponed. The next one on the schedule is Christmas Day against the Lakers, which I said to you, I know the NBA does not want that to get postponed. There's a significance to that game and a significance to it being on Christmas Day. But, of course, if you're not going to have Kevin Durant or James Harden, is it does it really pack that punch anyway? So we'll see what happens with that. Um, and at the end of the day, too, are you watching the NBA on Christmas Day? You've got a doubleheader of NFL games. NBA loses that one head-to-head every time. Oh, it definitely does for the majority of sports fans. I think I'm, I might be in the minority there. Yeah. Uh, certainly if it's the Nets, but you know, just depending on the games. But so, again, last week I said I was worried we're heading toward another shutdown. You know, after thinking about it for a week, the reality is because of where we are with the vaccines, I think – you're, you're going to see them, all the sports kind of slog through until they can't, right? So right now it's the Nets, but it's pretty much only the Nets. I mean, we saw the Hawks have their issues, but now they're, they're, they're playing their next game. So it's like you're going to play until you can't. And I don't know what the number is, but there is a number. If you have three teams, four teams who now can't go, five teams yep. that can't go, then maybe you have to look at a league-wide thing. But I think until you get there – you just keep going, right? I mean, if it's one team affected, two teams, you postpone their games, you kick the can down the road, and you hope that things kind of even themselves out. Again, because of where we are with the vaccines, you're able to get away with some of this stuff where, you know, a year ago it was, well, we just shut everything down. Here's where we are right now. The NFL postponed three games just a week ago. The NBA's had a handful of games in just a three-day span. You mentioned the Nets, but the Hawks were part of that as well as a a team that didn't get on the court. By the way, they played middle of the week without six guys, including our guy, Kevin Herter. Uh, NHL says not only bags are they not going to play over the Christmas holiday, they're not coming back till December 27th. They are now no longer going to send NHL players to the Olympics. That was the big, big news Uh out of the NHL this week is, is no NHL players in Beijing. College basketball's had it all the way through, man. I mean, I guess considering the number of of teams in Division One to say that 20 plus and 30 plus games on both the men's and women's side, not a huge deal. But 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 this is I know you're saying to me it isn't as dramatic as last year, but when your NFL teams like the Jets this week, 17 guys in COVID protocol. And I know the NFL is adjusting its health and safety protocols because you can't just all of a sudden put guys who are fully vaxxed and maybe even boosted and say, hey, you tested positive. You're going to miss this game because we're testing you three times a week. They're they're adjusting some of the testing rules and requirements for fully vaccinated players, which I think is the right move. Uh, you can't have these NFL teams – as dangerous of a game as it is, decimated going in to play opponents who are ready to go, full strength, and, and, and you're moving games around, which is not a benefit for both sides. It, it it messes with the competitive balance of it all. So I know you're saying, hey, it's, it's a different feel than last year. I don't completely disagree, but it still feels to me like we are headed for a pause if we're going to treat things the same as last year. Like if you test positive, you can't play as opposed to you're fully vaxxed, you tested positive, you're not showing symptoms, you feel good, 
we can kind of live with this virus. Yeah, I don't think we're things. there. I don't think we're there yet. We'll get there. No, because COVID is going to be around for a very long time. And we're going to get to the point where somebody will, will test positive for it. And it'll, it'll hopefully be treated like, you know, somebody's got the flu, right? So it's like, well, are they going to miss a game or not miss a game? Hopefully we get to the point where enough people are vaccinated. We've already seen with the latest variant, right, the Omicron variant, where the cases are not as severe anyway as the Delta variant. So it might be more transmissible right now. More people seem to be getting it, but overall staying healthier after they get it as opposed to some other variants. So that's good. So your answer here is no. <clears throat> my, answer is, my answer is no, you shouldn't. Again, I'm still worried it's going to happen. But for now, the answer is no. The, the part that worries me, Right now, basketball and hockey, you're at a point where you can push through. You can have the Nets, for instance, miss several games in December and make them up later in the year. And if we're in a much better place come, you know, March and April, then that's fine. You can deal with it. It becomes an issue, certainly with football, if you're now going to impact playoff games and you're going to impact who's available for certain playoff games. Would you rather see – a playoffs on time without some star players or have a postponed postseason. And I think that's, so again, that's more the pressing issue right now is, is in the NFL. Who cares how many guys the Jets miss because that doesn't mean anything right now in the grand scheme of the season. But like you were saying before the show to me, like if Baker Mayfield is going to miss a playoff game now, what? or, you know, th that becomes an issue. What is the word we use more than uh, maybe anything else during the bubble times of professional asterisk? The last thing I want to talk about anymore is a playoff victory or a championship with an asterisk. So, no, if it means you have to delay playoff games in the NFL because guys aren't healthy, then then let's do that. Here's our guest on today's show bags, Joseph Gerard III, coming up in just a couple of minutes here and what he's doing at Syracuse, his junior season, man, sophomore year, all out of whack because of COVID, and he had COVID. He had to overcome that, and now Syracuse uh, postponed a couple of its games. It picked up a game, and so the Orange are going to play three games in a week after having not played for a couple of weeks. So that'll be a challenge for Syracuse, and Joseph is – Coming up here in just a couple of moments here. Plus, our NFL Pick'em presented by Pick 6 Vodka. How did we do last week? Actually, not bad. But we still are giving away Pick 6 gear. It's Man, how many weeks in a row are we oh, doing this? Way too many. And it's getting late, too. Like, I don't even know. Math. We may be mathematically eliminated. Yeah, we're out. We're done. I, I don't think I can catch them. I'm four games behind the viewer at this point. You I need a major major swing week and and I can't wait to make it happen against our buddy Matt Torres on today's show. He is our viewer who will be making picks coming up later on in the show and we'll get bags of reaction to what the Mets did within the last week and that is hiring a new manager finally. I mean, they're and signing free agents. They're signing free agents. They're filling other positions and and oh, by the way, we need a manager. Okay. They did that with Buck Showalter. I'll give you my thoughts. They're positive towards the Mets, and we'll get Shawnee, who, of course, is the diehard Mets fan uh, on the show. That's coming up on Honorado and Bagnardi. But first, Joseph Gerard III, 
from Syracuse. Hang on, we're back right after this. Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Gen Air, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Teams. Athletes, organizations, we're transforming the custom apparel industry through product and purpose. Claim your crown. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpen House. All right, as we promised, Joseph Gerard III, Syracuse star guard with us here on Honorado and Bagnardi as the Orange uh, get back to health and then get back to playing some games. And Joseph, it's great to see you, man. I hope you've enjoyed the little bit of time uh, at home here before you guys get back on the court for some games. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was pretty good to be back home a little bit, obviously under some different circumstances, but it's always good to get back here. Yeah, good. And I know games are uh, they're coming and they're coming quickly. You're going to play three in a week and we'll get to to that here coming up on Honorado and Bagnardi. But first of all, Joseph, man, just take me through the the first 10 games of this season. You guys started well. You mm-hmm. were red hot out of the gates, shooting threes, almost couldn't miss. And now here you are, five and five, getting ready for conference play. Give us just maybe a little bit of a diagnosis on the confidence of this team and where you think you guys are. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is we got a veteran group, uh, so we got a lot of guys who know how to kind of turn this thing around and know how to um, stay within it. I um, mean, you know, a lot of guys who have been here before, stuff like that. So that's the good part about it. Obviously, the bad part about it is 500, but, you know, I mean, you can look at it two ways. I mean, there's chances we could be 7-3. and three. There's also a chance we could have been 3-7. and seven. So, um, you know, it's just it's, it's better to be 5-5 five and five than it is to be 3-7. and seven. So, yeah. um, and we had a pretty tough stretch in the beginning of the year. Um, so we're pretty confident going forward. Obviously, you know, ACC is going to be tough no matter what. I mean, no matter what people say, whether it's down, up, or whatever, it's always going to be a tough schedule. Um, you know, the coaches always figure it out. Some of the best coaches in the country are in the league and some of the best players. So it's always going to be tough no matter what. But, um, yeah, I think the confidence with this team will be all right. Like I said, we got a veteran group, and we kind of know um, we've been here before. I mean, last year we were way out of it before, you know, right. The end of March, the end of February, and the beginning of March, and then you know we made it to the Sweet Sixteen, so uh, we can we'll be all right. Bags, I, I might have been one of those people that probably said something stupid about Syracuse's chances to get to the tournament and even do something. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no problem <laughs> about it. Uh, so ten games is a pretty good sample size, man. How do you feel like your role is now on this team compared to maybe what you thought it would be at the start of the season? And, and is it what you thought, and how do you overall view your role right now this year maybe compared to before this year? Yeah, I think coming in my freshman year, I was just trying to learn, trying to adapt to be, you know, whatever I could do to help the team. And then, um, you know, all of a sudden I was thrown into the starting role and uh, Wanda and, you know, was one of those main guys that we were looking to. So, and then last year, obviously, it was an up and down year for me, whether, you know, be COVID, all that kind of stuff. So. Um, there's just a lot of things until the end of the year where we got pretty consistent. But, 
I think this year just the biggest thing for me was coming in trying to be a leader. Uh, you know, Coach Beheim kind of preached to me that, you know, as a point guard of the team, you got to be the leader. You got to be the one who's emotional. You got to be the one who's, you know, vocal and all that kind of stuff. So um, that was the biggest thing for me. And, you know, as I've been playing, I've just, just been trying to kind of uh, do what I can to help the team and not really look for my shot and just trying to get everybody else the ball. But when that, when that happens and you got guys like, you know, Buddy, you know, Jimmy and Cole and even Jesse and all the guys around me who – draw a lot of attention. It kind of opens up for me a lot. It makes my job a lot easier to get them the ball and get myself to some spots as well. So, um, I mean, going forward, I'm just going to try and stay consistent try and keep doing what I've been doing um, for these first 10 games and uh, just try to be a leader. Is that a hard Chris, adjustment for you? Sorry, Chris, let me just follow up on that. Is that a hard adjustment for you to maybe not be – a score first guy or or maybe divide it up a little bit more. I mean, obviously, we, we know everybody watching this knows what you did in high school, man. Um, and making that transition to to be that guy who can set up his teammates even a little bit more, be a distributor as a point guard as opposed to just score first. How hard of an adjustment was that for you to change your game a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was hard, but it was definitely something I obviously needed to do. Um, I mean – I had Elijah Hughes, who was probably the best player in the ACC that year. You know, he's in the NBA now. And then, obviously, Buddy and a lot of guys around me who had already proven themselves at that level. So, like, I mean, it just made it easier for me. Not This is like, like I've said before, it's not like taking anything away from my teammates that I had in high school. But I kind of had to do a lot of those things just because that was the way we were going to win. Um, but, like, when I got here to college, obviously, I kind of, I you know, knew going in, wherever I was going to go, that I didn't have to do all the stuff that I was doing in high school. And honestly, a good thing for me is I played with the City Rocks and the EYBL, and I already kind of had to learn how to do that. You know, I had Isaiah Stewart, who's a lottery pick, all those kind of guys, and a bunch of high major guys on my team who, you know, were the same player as me. Um, and, you know, I didn't have to do as much as I did in Glens Falls as well. So I learned a lot through that, and uh, that helped me out a lot. I would love to just throw last year out. And so for the purposes of this question, Joseph, let's do that. What do you know about the ACC schedule now, having gone through it, I'll just say like for a year and a half, whatever last year counts for? You talked about the great coaches, but in terms of like playing two, three times every week, knowing it's high level of competition every time you guys step out on the floor, what do you know about that that you now maybe feel better prepared for as a junior than you did maybe even last year? Yeah. Um, I mean, that you just got to, you know, be persistent, consistent, like I said, um, whether that's, you know, at practice or whether that's working out, um, you can't just go into a game and think you're going to win uh, no matter where you are because you could, you could lose to anybody. I mean, we've seen it this year, um, just walking into games and like that and just getting complacent. So you got to go each and every day, each and every game, each and every practice and workout uh, like it's your last because, you know, this you don't get many chances for slip-ups, especially where we're at anymore. So and we kind of understand that. Um, I think my freshman year, um, you know, a good thing was about, you know, the atmosphere of it, you know, going mm -hmm. into wherever we were. You know, the crowd's always going to be against you, especially when you play for Syracuse. Um, I mean, <laughs> with us, we travel well. <laughs> so there's a lot of times where even when we're on the road, we still got a pretty good amount of fans for us. But with the atmosphere, that was, that, that was what was fun for me, you know, personally, my freshman year, is, you know, going into another atmosphere and seeing all the crowd and trying to play against it. Um, I mean, last year was just – whatever, you know, we didn't have a crowd no matter where we were. So it was just kind of like another game, number, another day, another game. You um, got enough of that yeah. in high school, didn't you? A lot yeah. Of, a lot of people rooting yeah, against the West Falls. Yeah. Yeah, you guys know it was always fun for me to do those kind of things. And uh, it was something I always look forward to. So I'm glad to get back to that this year. Uh, even with the one game we had in the ACC already, the Florida State game, I mean, 
that thing came down to the wire, and I felt like the roof was going to fall off of that place because it was so loud in there. So those are the games you love to play in, and that's why you come to Syracuse. All right, is there anything about Coach Beheim that most people don't know that you can tell us? I mean, there's got to be some anecdote, something you can give us about Coach. Uh, I mean, some people might know this, but he's actually a good golfer. Um, he used to be on the thing. He was on the golf team here at Syracuse as well and was the coach of the golf team before they right. got rid of it. So uh, he's a good golfer, and he goes and plays. This is the, this is the thing they probably don't know. He plays about nine holes in 45 minutes, <laughs> skipping around, <laughs> skipping around holes, and he just – I don't know what he does, but he goes up, hits it, just gets in the car and starts walking right away. So, What uh, what have you learned from him? What's the biggest thing that stands out that you've learned from him so far about basketball? Uh, I think just being competitive. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't really, you know, see it a lot of times. They just kind of think he might be a grumpy guy or he's just yelling and all that kind of stuff. But, like, if you actually had an interaction with him or you actually, you know, I listen to what he says, he's – He's one of the most competitive people I've been around. And, you know, it's kind of the same way that I am. That's why, you know, I felt, you know, so comfortable being with him and being, you know, coached by him is just because of how competitive he is and how much he really wants to win. And, I mean, when you're going to college and at this level, you kind of – you have to be that way. And why would you want to play for anybody who's not passionate about winning? So I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned from him is just how competitive he is. Bags, let me share this story with Joseph here. I think I probably told you at some point hmm. when I was – doing sports talk radio a while ago now um mm-hmm. it, it it looked like carmelo anthony might kind of be at the end and and i asked coach Beheim, mm-hmm. hey coach what do you think is this is it time for Melo to just hang it up and yeah. we've seen maybe the best of him and he told me as bluntly as possible it isn't up to you or anybody else on sports talk radio to decide when an athlete should or shouldn't be done. They will play as long as they possibly can. And that is exactly how it should be done. And how many years later bags are we still talking about Melo being able to knock down the three? So I know the little stuff. I want to know about the brother dynamic though. What is it like with buddy and Jimmy on the court together? I mean, it's awesome. Uh, You don't even really think about it as, you know, that they're all three there. You just think about it as another player. Um, you know, a good thing about Jimmy was, you know, he proved himself when he was at Cornell. <clears throat> I mean, if he had played, uh, if they had allowed them to play the last year, he probably would have been in the contention for Ivy League Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he's proved himself. So, and I mean, he's proved himself with us too. He's one of the key pieces we have. And then obviously Buddy's an All-American. So um, all three of them, you know, together is, I mean, it's funny. There's those times where, you know, you're laughing because, Either Jimmy's getting, Jimmy and Buddy are going at it, or Jimmy and Coach are going at it. But um, you know, it's it's a good dynamic. They just every time that they go out there, they're just playing basketball. You know, they're not really thinking about anything else. And I think that's what you need, especially in a situation like theirs. All right, give us two things here that you are that you really want to get done this season. One as a team, and one individually for you. Goals that you would like to see accomplished this year. Yeah, I mean, as a team, I think just getting back to the tournament. Um, you know, Syracuse is known to be, you know, great in March. So I think the biggest thing for right now for us is just have a great ACC schedule, a great ACC run, and then uh, make it into the tournament, obviously, and hopefully a deep run there. Um, personally, just kind of try and stay consistent for what I'm doing right now. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of room for growth, um, a lot of room for me to improve still. So uh, turning, turning the ball over a lot less and keeping my assist numbers up, stuff like that and uh, just making sure that I'm helping the team in any way possible and being consistent. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is keeping you know a lot of things at where I'm at, where I'm at right now and uh, just keep improving. Shawnee, you alluded to it. I don't know that anybody needs the reminder, but just because we have cool graphics, let's do it anyway. <laughs> I mean, here's what Joseph pulled off 
in high school, okay, I mean, New York State Federation titles, Mr. Basketball, those aren't easy to come by. Hmm. Four-time News Channel 13 high school basketball all-star. Yeah. I don't know why that's at the bottom. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the crowning achievement right there. <laughs> <laughs> but here, I have this question for you, Joseph. Two-time Class B football state champ. Yeah. Are, are, would you entertain playing quarterback your senior year if it were made available to you? Um, I, I've kind of thought about it, but I don't know. That's not up to me. That's up to Coach Beheim, and I know his answer is <laughs> flat out no. So <laughs> – I don't know if there's much room for me to even answer that. Uh, I and I haven't, I haven't thrown a football two or three years now, probably, so I might be a little rusty. But that would be a cool idea. I just don't know how it would work, and I know for sure it wouldn't work with uh, the boss. <laughs> Has it really been that long? Like not even like on the beach, just throwing. A oh yeah, I mean I've I've thrown that, but I haven't thrown a route to somebody on a, a defenseman in forever. I mean my freshman year we did that a lot, honestly. But amongst our team, we would have guys go out there and you know I'd go throw it, but. With COVID and everything, we haven't been able yeah. to get to you know other places with other teams, so I haven't been able to do so. <laughs> but I miss it. Right. Look at that. Yeah. Place. Well, I, I bet, man. Uh, I got one more for you here, and I'll let you go. Uh, what's under the Christmas tree this year? Uh, I'm hoping a lot of shoes. <laughs> I'm <a> big, big <laughs> guy, um, and uh, I'm hoping Santa brings me a lot of shoes. So that's 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 my main um, my main priority when I ask for some presents here and there. <laughs> All right, well, one of the biggest reasons we have you on with us today and this week is because our guys at Novice, Nick and Garrett Bernardo, I know you're you're partnered up with Novice Clothing Company. Um, what is it about that company, Joseph, and, and wanting to be able to kind of get your brand out there? I know you've got T-shirts. They were part of your camp up in Glens Falls as well. How is that going? And then we can do one or two on NIL here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those guys were awesome. Um, one of the things that stuck out was, you know, they're faithful, you know, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff was awesome for me to you know yep. partner up with someone like that. So that was really cool and neat. Um, awesome to know about those guys. And then obviously, um, what they've already done with their brand, how much they've grown it. Um, uh, it was cool to be a part of, I mean, uh, before I got there, they already had, you know, Harrison Bucker, Kansas City Chiefs, all those kind of people. So I knew how well their growth was and how, you know, wide, widely, uh, known they were. So, and it's right in our backyard, pretty much, right here in you know the capital region. So it made a lot of sense, and they've done a great job so far, helping me grow my brand, and I'm trying to do my best to help them grow as well um, in this partnership. Yeah, how has how has business been? I mean, how have you enjoyed uh, getting your feet wet in this new venture? It's been awesome. Um, I mean, it was early this summer that we kind of just learned about it and kind of got thrown into it. So. Uh, I think it was kind of new to everybody, obviously, and everybody was still kind of learning. I think we've learned a lot about it now and, you know, know the rules of what you can do and can't do. But um, I think the biggest thing for, you know, me and, you know, other athletes is, like, to have people around you that you know or you can trust. Um, and, you know, that's a good thing, whether it's an agent or, you know, just your family members who you can, you know, can really trust. So right now I'm playing basketball. You know, that's my main goal. So I think that's what you need to really focus on is your sport and have those other people kind of handle it for you. And, uh, you know, if they say uh, come to this appearance, you know, 7 o'clock tonight and you got free time, then, yeah, go ahead and do it. Um, but you shouldn't really be handling uh, all of the contracts and all that kind of stuff by yourself. So it's, it's good to have a lot of people around you. Yeah, you just answered my question, which was about the balance of it all. So what about with Novice? Is there new gear dropping soon? What do you guys have in the works? 
I think right now the, the 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 newest thing and the main thing is the Christmas drop. So I think a lot of people are getting their Christmas stuff from uh, you know, there's a Sherpa, then there's some shirts, t-shirts, um, long sleeve shirts with hoodies. So there was a lot of cool things that they got, and uh, I'm hoping they can get them out to the guys for everybody who ordered them by Christmas and uh, check out the JG3 merch. So it's pretty cool. So if people are interested, what do they have to do to get their hands on some of this stuff? Yeah, that was a that was a flash store. So it was like open for like a week or two. I think it was uh, about a maybe a month ago or so. So they, they did that a month ago and then but but now they can just go to my link in the in my bio on my Instagram page, Twitter page, or uh look up JG three on novice and there's a bunch of gear stuff there where they can go through and uh find that kind of stuff. Yeah, you see Joseph's Twitter handle on your screen. It's the same for Instagram sure. and noviceclothingcompany.com is is where you can find all the info on that. It's a really cool thing. We love we love the entire team over at Novice. Such a great group there, and it's it's so cool, man, that you're partnered up with them, uh, ready to do some really really big things. Uh, sure. Good luck into the new year, man. Uh, stay healthy as the team gets healthy, and um, the ACC schedule on the verge. Joseph, good luck the rest of the way, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Get outside and play this winter with Alpenhaus. We have Vocal, Atomic, Nordica, Blizzard, LipTech, GNU, K2, and more stock arriving daily. Check out our selection of snowshoes and cross-country too. Perform better with a fresh tune from our in-house experts and the Wintersteiger Mercury Tuning Machine. Alpenhaus, your source for fun for 57 years. Amsterdam and Clifton Park Center. Your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. All right, Bags, here we go. NFL Pick'em, we do this each and every week right here on Honorado and Bagnardi. Shout out to Saratoga Courage Distillery for being part of this each and every week with us. And how are we doing, Bags? That is the question that everybody wants to know. How are our picks each and every week? Well, let's take a look. Four and two last week for me. You were three and three right on the 500 mark. Okay. Our viewer was also four and two. You know the rules here. If you tie one of us or the lead, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. If you tie us, you beat us. Yep. And, and Guy tied us, so he beat us. So he's got some pick six vodka swag headed his way. And I've got four games to make up here if we as a group, as a show, yeah. as a team, want to save a little bit of face here. So final three weeks of the season, we'll do playoffs as well. Um, but the final few weeks of the season here, the regular season, where we're going to get six shots at this thing, I need to make up some serious ground. You do. I think you're going to have to take the approach of – picking against maybe the consensus. I mean, I know we don't know how a viewer is going to pick in any game. That's what game. I'm saying. And, of course, we're picking against the spread, so it's really a coin flip anyway. Um, but, yeah, you're going to have to get creative here. I don't know, because obviously – maybe, here, pick opposite of me. We can coordinate. I'll tell you how I'm going to pick, and then you go the opposite, and we guarantee a win because I am out of the race here. And that is – that's the key here is we don't know what – our viewer has selected until we literally show you on the screen here during the show. So 
I can't just go against the viewer hoping I make up a game here and there. I need it to just kind of work out in my favor. All right, Browns, Packers. Yeah. The Browns are not 11 and 3. They're not. They are 7 and 7. That one's on me. But the Packers are seven and a half point favorites here. That number is accurate. And it's a Christmas Day game. We're doing both Christmas Day games here. I love that you get a 4.30 and the 8 o'clock. 4.30 is a bad time for me because you know it's that's mealtime on Christmas Day. I need the, the dinner to be served halftime mm-hmm. or early. You want to go early? Let's go early. 4 o'clock? Fine. I can be done in a half hour. Otherwise, you almost have to wait until halftime. Anyway, we're all on the Packers. Okay. It's going to be over at halftime by the time you're reading. Um, I I know. This, to me, this is Rodgers. This is Christmas Day. This is home. home Against a team they're better than. I I don't even see see it being that close. At first, I thought, boy, the half point here to seven. What am I doing? I'm overthinking it. This is Green Bay all the way. Plus, Brown's coming off COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, and I and I'm with you, man. On a holiday, it's going to be cold. It might snow. It's Lambeau. Not that the Browns aren't used to playing no. cold weather, but this is at home on Christmas Day. Maybe I think Rogers play. big game. I would take the Packers over the eleven and three Browns. <laughs> Here's the biggest concern: Green Bay's offensive line. Cleveland's pass rush if if this game doesn't work out for the Packers the way we all seem to think that it will it's going to be because the pack oh who's the text from dad it's about Christmas stuff but I mean, how about could that have been could the vibration have been any louder there on the well, desk I had it leaning up against underneath the computer because I'm looking at my picks to make sure I remember them correctly but look, Sam's got the book. This is yeah. 2021. You're worried about being able to watch a game while you eat dinner. You don't have a TV anywhere near where you're going to be eating. I'm telling you, there is not a uh, – my brothers, and they've got a dining room that that is not in view of TV. Uh, then, he's TV. then he's out. So, you don't go there. Invite him over. Here's the here's the one potential save for me. His wife, Kelly, is a big Packers fan as well. Huge. So I don't want to hear any of this of like, well, it's Christmas. We have no, 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 no. Okay, I'll I'll see you next year for the traditional meal time. This year, the the emphasis is making sure we get the Packers game in. And if I have to sit on the couch with my dinner, I'll do that. But, but no, the, the dining room is standalone, separate in the house. There is no TV in sight, okay? You can have it on your phone, too. I mean, this is a game that's Would not- you stop it? Stop what? I want I want to watch it on a big screen TV. Sure. But volume. Then, yeah, and Sam on your phone. He's right there with me. This would be, this is better than nothing. I mean, these phones are pretty big nowadays. I mean, look at this. You put this up here. That's like a big screen TV. Yeah. Colts and Cardinals are the nightcap on Christmas Day. What? What? You want me to comment on on the size of your phone? No, that's fine. That's fine. Colts cards, nightcap on Christmas Day. Uh, This is a good one, man. How about what the Colts did last week? We all picked the Patriots. That did not work out. 
Uh, so now do we think that all of a sudden Indianapolis is kind of a world beater and are they going to give the Cardinals a problem? Arizona just lost to the Lions for crying out loud, Bags. Yeah. I know, which is why there's no chance they lose this game, right? They, they, they got embarrassed in that. I can't believe this. I can't believe you and Maddie here. No, yeah. the Cardinals got embarrassed last week. This is Christmas Day. This is Christmas Day at home. Very small number here. This is basically a pick 'em. I know what you're saying about the Colts, but no, no, no. You got to remember the Cardinals have been one of the best teams in the league all season long. You are going to be a prisoner of the moment here because they they laid an egg last week. Had one bad game against the worst team in the league. <laughs> no. No, this is one they got embarrassed. They know they got embarrassed. They're not going to get embarrassed again by losing on Christmas Day at home against a team they're better than. This, for me, is more about Indy than it is Arizona. This is about the the Colts being a really good football team, really good running game. They're going to find a way to win this game. Uh, Arizona is good, but I think... I think what we saw early on from them is a little fool's gold. And here's the issue, too. Kyler Murray's been a very different guy without DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins is not playing, and and he's not going to play next week, and and they hope to have him back for the playoffs. But that's a hope. There's no guarantee in that. And so this offense is not what it was with Hopkins on the field. A.J. Green's not the same guy. So so I'm on on the Colts here because Carson Wentz will do just enough and Jonathan Taylor might just absolutely run wild. How far we've come. You're talking about Carson Wentz will do enough, and you're doubting Murray. Okay. A little bit. You said I should watch the game on the phone. You're talking about the Packers game. The time at 4.30, not great. A lot of people eat dinner, Christmas, around that time. Yep, I said, no, can't do it. And guess what? Ash says, no phones at the Christmas dinner table. So there you go. Now, Now I got people ganging up on me. Carol says, family first. Carol, yep. Carol, we love you. You know that, but the Packers come before family. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. And now it's forever on the internet. You can't take that back. Oh, I wouldn't uh, anyway. No. I mean, they're your family. The pa- yeah. You're the Packers family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they understand. All right. Game three of the weekend here as we move along with our pick six presented by Pick Six Vodka Bills Patriots. Mm-hmm. First place. On the line in the AFC East again. We yeah. saw this a couple of weeks ago. Buffalo had the opportunity. A Monday nighter. Is that a Monday night game? Monday nighter at home. Okay, in Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. And that that was a sad performance from the Bills. So here, can they go on the road to Foxborough and beat the Patriots bags? Well, let me ask you this. Give me give me one Kevin cover. Give me one good reason based on what we've seen, why I should pick Buffalo in this game. I can't, I can't, I can't give you one. Right? I can't give you one because even when they win lately, lately, we're not talking about that 35 nothing win at Miami week two or whatever it was. Lately, when the Bills win, it still feels like a struggle. Mm-hmm. You said it. You said what happened the first game. That was at home. Now they've got to go to Foxborough, deal with Belichick in his own building. We know that coming off a loss, coming off a loss, which we know how he always does in those situations. Look, 
This one is basically a pick em because of the spread. And another one that's very close here. I expect a competitive game. I think they're going to – I think they'll have a decent showing because of how important this game is and what it means to their season. And I still think they're maybe the more talented team. But at the end of the day, I'm not picking against Belichick and the Patriots at home in this game. Can't do it. Matt Torres is. By the way, no Cole Beasley at wide receiver – for the Bills, he's an unvaccinated player who tested positive, which means regardless, he's got to sit for 10 days and then he can try to test out of it. Two negative tests, 24 hours apart. So we'll see how quickly Beasley can get back uh, on the field. Who, by the way, went to Instagram and said uh, it's the NFL rules keeping him from playing, not COVID itself. So that's where Cole Beasley is at. So Matt Torres here so far, okay, he's on Buffalo. This is an opportunity for him to steal a game. Haven't had a real, any real island games here yet. Um, and I want to bring in this comment here. Nick, our Hude guy. Pat's peaked. Time for the Bills, I take it, he's saying here. The Bills' time is now. And that the Patriots have peaked. I mm. can't believe this. I think the Patriots are only going to get better here, right? Coming off a loss, they're ticked. Good AFC North matchup here. Hey, what a segue. I didn't even mean to do that. Our guy, Nick. Big Bengals fan? Yes. They're his Bengals. Home game against the Ravens. Two teams just trying to make it into the playoffs, but two teams that could also win this division Mm -hmm. since he favored by two and a half. I have been so hot. It feels like we pick a Bengals game every week for some reason, but I've been so hot and cold on this team. It feels like when I pick them, they don't cover. I did have them last week, and they just barely covered on the road. But it feels like when I have confidence behind this team, they don't perform. They're very up and down like the rest of this division. But, man, it's only two and a half, Bags. Yep. And and Baltimore feels like even though they've played close games, they may be going in the wrong direction. Like Harbaugh's coaching like he's desperate here, going for two at the end of the game twice in three weeks and missing out on both. And, boy, here we are. This is not going to end well for us. We're all on Cincinnati. and. Lamar will be back for Baltimore, you have to imagine. Yeah. Did you did you like the decision to go for two? I didn't mind it last week. Didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. Take your chances in, in overtime. If you're on the road and you have struggled to move the ball or score, fine. Go for it. But the Packers' defense could not stop Tyler Huntley. You know what, though? I was starting to think that there was, like, what, 40 seconds left? 42 seconds. Yep. That's enough time. That's I enough time for him to get a field goal. As crazy as it is, it shouldn't be. I'm thinking you might you might as well go for the win because there's a chance you can allow a field goal anyway. I get it. But Mason Crosby has struggled this year. I will take my chances at home with an offense that's been able to move the ball and as Ashley has pointed out in a number of different forums this week, with the best kicker arguably in NFL history – on my side. Look, I'm a Packers fan. I'm happy they went for it and they didn't get it. But I would have taken my chances that, one, my defense might be able to stop Rodgers. Two, Mason Crosby might miss a long kick. And three, my shot in overtime to win that game. Okay, here's, your, here's the problem with that logic. You lose the toss. Aaron Rodgers has the football. It might not come down to Mason Crosby missing. It might not come down to your guy getting a chance to stick one through – He's going in for seven probably or six in that case. So yeah. 
I don't know. I, I, that, I, I like the decision. I like going for it. But this game, yeah, you're right, man. But both of these teams, this whole division, really, it's up and down. It's hard to predict. I know we got the Steelers here coming up to her and talk about them. Um, for me, it was just like, you know, the Bengals at home, you know how high I've been on the Ravens all year. I feel like I've been burned by them just one too many times. I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati in their building. And you know what, Nick? Nick made me do it. I was thinking to myself, who day? Who day, Nick, as I as I made this pick? So, uh, You said we talked about the Steelers. Here they are. Back over 500 now. Yeah. And that tie, as weird as it is, like really may play into their favor except they're going to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Yeah. Ten and a half just doesn't feel like it's – are the Chiefs the best team in football right now? If you, if you could only pick one team, uh, if I gave you the Chiefs – The Packers? You got, a, you got $1,000 to lay down on one team to win the Super Bowl today. Who is it? Tampa Bay. I know what you're going to tell me. They, last week they stunk. They couldn't score any points. Uh, Godwin's hurt. Uh, everything's going to crap for them. No, Tampa Bay. Wow, yep. you just you are gonna you will die on that hill with Brady. When you just are, you're not gonna get caught again picking against Brady. Mark it, mark it down right here. What's today? December twenty. What? We're getting close to Christmas, twenty third. Yeah, Tampa Bay will find a way. Tampa Bay, and this is look. Uh, picking Brady, picking Tampa Bay, that that's so easy to do. It's so easy to do. But today, it's not the easiest thing to do. So mark it down today. Ashley says that I'm riding the Bucks train to the end. That's right. That they are. That's the Polar Express. Uh, I'm taking them all the way through the holiday season here and into the Super Bowl. Terrible movie, by the way. Well, terrible. terrible. I hate that movie. It's oh. an awful awesome movie. First well, of all, the graphics didn't age well. Okay, it looks yeah. like what is going on with the homeless guy on top of the train? The whole movie. What is that I, character? I have a hard time following the storyline completely. There's a ticket that just keeps flying around everywhere. He's trying to track it down the whole time. I mean, it's terrible. I love Tom Hanks. That is a terrible, terrible movie. Agreed. Terrible. Overrated because at the time the graphics were kind of cool and whatever. They didn't age well. And because Tom Hanks is in it. it it's overrated. Terrible. And it's overplayed. My God. Awful. All right. Anyway, who do you like? <laughs> I'm surprised we're on the same page on that one, actually. That one felt like it might be a, a hot take, as they say. Uh, we're all on the Chiefs. Ten and a half, not enough to scare us off here. Kansas City at home against the Steelers team that, look, is not a bad team, but no. but won't score enough to stay yeah. in the team. That's the biggest issue is that Kansas City is going to get 30-plus, and, and Pittsburgh's just not going to be able to hang. And as much as – T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, the, Joe Hayden. These are good players. They are right now. And you ask me, are they the best team right now? But the, the, let's not forget how inconsistent this team has been and how inconsistent both these teams have been. Would it shock you? Would it shock you? No, no. I just mean on the season. I mean, they've been consistent in that they weren't so good and, and good, but they are not. I'm still not entirely sold on them being the world beaters because of some of the, the the ineptitude that I saw earlier in this season. Would it shock you if Pittsburgh went there and at least covered the spread, the 10 points? It won't shock me. But me I don't think they're going to win. But 
I don't know. That number, I mean, look, I picked the Chiefs. Yeah. All right. Chiefs have won seven in a row, Bags. I get it. I get it. But so they're due to have a game where it's like, you know, and Pittsburgh, like you say, is not bad. And when they're at their best, 10 and a half. That's all I'm saying. Again, I'm, not, I'm picking them to make it eight in a row. But that number, it, I wouldn't be shocked. The Washington football team, good news, Taylor Heineke back at practice on Thursday, um, yeah. going to Dallas to take on a Cowboys team that is now 10-4, and four, that is now in position, well in position to win the division, but not out of it by any stretch. No. It'd be the number one seed in this conference. You've got the Rams, and you've got the Cardinals, and you've got the Bucks, and obviously the Packers. So you got a handful of teams here that still have a legitimate shot at getting that first-round bye in the number one seed and home field throughout. Dallas included in that group. Are they good enough, Bags, to cover 10.5 at home against Washington? Yes. Um, again, this is another one where the number made me, made me think for a minute. I, I do like them to win this game. This is the Sunday night game, right? Ooh, how about this? Yeah. So – yeah, I mean, look, which which team is better? Which team's going to win the division? Dallas. Okay. So that being said, don't you think that this is kind of a a signature game on on the road to them securing that? Right? At home late in the season, primetime game against a division rival. Don't you expect them to really show up in this game? That here's my logic on I picked Washington the first time these two teams met, and and they didn't cover. The football team did not cover. Uh-huh. I'm going back to the well here because I think what you're referencing, signature game, I think that came last week for Dallas. There was all the talk about Mike McCarthy guaranteeing a win and Dak Prescott having to go back it up and all this stuff about are they out of sync offensively and that, to me, felt like last week. And so when they delivered, I okay. thought, okay, maybe they're good. Don't get me wrong. But maybe there's a little bit of a letdown here. And Washington, with Heineke back now, yeah, can cover this. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. But I'm going to take the football team here, same as Matty Torres, to at least keep it a one-possession game. Okay, fair enough. I also felt like I had taken – I took the home team – in every game this week, and they're under all the home teams are dogs this week. Well, against the spread, they're all favorites. I mean, so you have to give up. I have to give up points, right, to take the home team. But I did it every single time this week, so I figured I had to do it again with the Cowboys. By the way, you like this bonus game? Wait a minute, you took the Jags. I mean, we want to talk about this. We didn't get to talk about that game. So. Yeah, I like that idea, Sam. It's 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 next score wins. First yeah. score, but next score. <laughs> right, exactly. And then that way we don't have to stick around too long and waste our time with it. You That's said okay. it, the have more guys uh, missing than they do playing. So let's just put them, put everybody out of their misery. But, yeah, what I was saying was I took the home team in every game, man, every game. Nick says Merry Christmas. How does he end everything he Good writes day. to us? He says everything. He signed his mortgage. Nick, who did? Everything. You did take every home team. Yeah. 
and 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 against the points here. I, I I need I need people to cover here some big spreads at home. Yeah, this is tough. It's a tough week. All right, how do I make up ground on our viewer? Matt Torres is our viewer this week, buddy of ours. I've got uh, one. It. I got one shot. One shot, brutal. This is what oh. I mean. You got to start going against the grain, man. You got to make some Sean picks. Apparently, I, I was thinking pick against me. You got to pick with me here because go against the viewer. Uh, yeah, but I don't know until I. I know. I know. It's just the way it works out. That's brutal. Tough. And it's a tough game, the New England. I mean, that's that's tough. I got one shot at this thing. All right. Uh, if you're going out to watch the NFL this weekend, because, look, by Sunday, man, you've already put in family time oh. on Friday night. You put in plenty of family time on Saturday. Sunday, a little bit of you time. Yeah. Okay, go hang out with some strangers who you don't feel obligated to speak to for any length of time. So if you're going to do that, go out and watch the games. Uh, how about Swifties in Albany? Tipsy Moose in Albany, three locations. Troy Latham, Albany. Check out the Albany location. By the way, Thursday as we do the show live, Rob Terrio's uh, birthday. Happy birthday, Robbie. Birthday, Rob. Uh, Pam's Pub. Good spot to go watch some games. How about Rivers Casino? Convenient. Yeah. Go lay some bets. And go see our guy Craig Allen at All-Star Wine and Spirits if you want to just pick up a bottle of Pick 6 Vodka to hang out at home. When we come back here on Honorado and Bagnardi, the Mets have a new manager. It's a miracle. And they got it right for their time. Back right after this. If you're overweight, if you snore, don't wait for your next physical to find out you have sleep apnea. It could cost you your job. Call Dr. Frederick Dreher at the Integrative Sleep Center for a game-changing alternative in sleep apnea treatment and get a good night's rest. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, Genair, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. Your quality of sleep can have a huge impact on your health and your relationship. Get your life back with a game changer in sleep apnea treatment. A custom fit mouthpiece from Dr. Frederick Dreyer. It stops snoring instantly. Call the Integrative Sleep Center today. And now, back to Honorado and Bagnardi. Brought to you by Alpen House. All right, Bags, here we go. A little baseball to finish the show. Why not? Haven't talked about it. There's nothing going on. That's why we're not talking about it. But but I do miss, like, I wish there was more to talk about with baseball. I love the winter meetings, the GM meetings. I know we got a lot of the free agency stuff out of the way in a frenzy, and that was fun. But I, I do feel like I'm missing a little bit of that hot stove stuff that we mm. love to talk about every single offseason here. Here's the latest news in baseball, and it's really the only thing we talk about here, but but it's your Metsies hiring Buck Showalter as the manager. What do you think? Well, I don't hate it, but I, I'm not in love with the decision. I, explain to me why I should be in love with this, because you're always the kind of guy who says no retreads. Let's go with something new. And I know less less of that in baseball than a little more you mean in football or in, in basketball, rather, where you want to see a new guy, a fresh face, 
I mean, I assume he's going to be a guy who will have the immediate respect of the guys in the locker room. He's a guy who certainly has a name, not that, not that uh, a name at manager is what uh, fills the seats when it comes game time, but you want to have that guy as kind of the figurehead. And you and I both know the, the, the manager in baseball doesn't mean as much as the leader in other sports, the, the head coach and, and whatnot in football or in basketball. But all that said, I still would have preferred a younger guy as opposed to a retread. Um, but I'm okay with it. I don't hate it. I love it. And and as a Braves fan, I don't like it because I think it's it's a good hire. I love it if I'm a Mets fan because Buck Showalter is finally an adult in the room. You got an organization that it just it feels like it has zero direction or its superstars were clowns. So give me Buck Showalter, Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, I think Pete Alonso is is an adult in the room as well. <clears throat> Guys who can really get this thing on track, man. Be mature about how you go to work every single day. Show Walter is going to make the right moves. I know somebody Nick's going to bring it up. Zach Britton. I know. I know. I know. I know. Totally mismanaged that situation with Zach Britton. I get it. Show Walter is going to make the right moves when it comes to in-game management. He's going to let the guys go about their business. Been around the game forever. Uh, to you know what, with all the analytics, right? He'll embrace some of it, but not all of it. I, I think he's the perfect guy for the job. Maybe not long term, but like two, three years. Get this organization going in the right direction. I think Steve Cohen nailed this one. Yeah, look, I'm with you on that part of it. With that's the one advantage to maybe a more old fashioned guy when you talk about baseball is that they're going to rely less heavily on the analytics. Now, certainly there there will be a mandate, I'm sure, from from above. But you have to you have to imagine that you bring in a guy like Buck Walter, you're bringing him in to lean on him and to trust him to do the job the way he wants to do it. So I'm with you there. And, and I hope he is a guy who would rely on his gut more than some other analytics, because that's one of the things I've been saying baseball needs more. So I'm, I, I agree with you there. And if that's what we see early on and this team wins early, then maybe I'll be even more in love with it. Okay. The good news is we got plenty of time uh, to figure out whether or not that's going to work out for the Mets. Sam says he just hopes there's a bit there. There's going to be a season. I, I said, I've said from the start, there will be zero games missed. They will play the season in its entirety. I absolutely believe that. I think this thing gets done in February. I agree. For, you know how it goes. You know how it is. I know. To the very last second, yeah. just like this show. Hey, Merry Christmas, Bags. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for hanging out and watching Honorado and Bagnardi.